binoculars and what do I see? Jersey Devil, Chupacabra, half a dozen Yeti. But no matter, baby, what I do, I can't seem to find you. Welcome to Featured Creatures. I am Alan. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. You know, I keep meaning to introduce myself as R.L. Stein, and I just like, I keep forgetting. Real long Stein. Uh, yep. His <laughs> name is like Robert Louise, quote, real long, end quote, Stein. Do you know what his Simpsons name is? What? R.L. Spine. <laughs> uh, get it spookier because it's a skeletal part. <laughs> it's got, it, but it would be like like ah like a a a h like ah relstein you know it just keeps on giving Maybe like ah hellstein there we go that that's okay. what is that's what a simpsons tombstone name would be ah spine spine i fright the goosebumps books yeah that's <laughs> it we got it we got it. Uh, but yeah, only because I feel like I could do that impression better. That's why I keep meaning to, to introduce myself. That <laughs> I don't. I didn't even know that he has a existence. R.L. Stein. Well, I mean, I know he's a person, but he's but, a person behind the books. He's got. He's impressionable. I mean, why? Like, I love the Goosebumps books. Um, but yeah, like the the like first couple of episodes of that show. He just like the way he introduces himself. Oh, that's actually <laughs> him. Okay. Yes, that is that is him, not an impersonator. I yeah. just thought that he's he also was, in the movie. Just some surly I'm guy. Who hates at Stein. the end of the the first Jack Black Carl Stein or at Goosebumps movie, uh, it's Jack Stein biopic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's exactly a biopic. <laughs> it's a true life story. Carl Stein has a cameo at the end, playing the music teacher, and Jack Black is playing the uh, English teacher that is R.L. Stein. God. <laughs> yep. And, I, and just he wouldn't fun. know the first thing about Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It, it, well, <laughs> you know, Roddy Dangerfield, we're, we're referencing everything here today. <sighs> that Goosebumps theme song is fucking rocking, though. I, all I can hear in my head right now. Dog barking? <laughs> no. Because no, that's no, all no. that okay, goes okay. in my head. See, now I hear that. <laughs> now, I, but I was hearing the the like Beetlejuice uh, song, oh, but like, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the cartoon version yeah, of yeah. the Beetlejuice theme song. Because no, for some reason, where I went to, uh, no. If, if, there's, if there's ever a quiet second in my life, in the back of my mind, I hear those dogs oh, barking. That theme song co-written by DMX. Wow. Impressive. I mean, I, not cause, you know, because dogs bark. Because dogs bark. I know. I know. There's still that song. There's still time. There's still that song on the fucking uh, South Park Chef Aid album with Ozzy Osbourne, ODB, and DMX. What a time the late '90s were. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I have I have a fairly I've I've kind of a hot take on Phil Collins. I actually generally, uh, I guess I shouldn't say generally, but I think. I like Genesis better, like right after, and then there were three. When it's like Phil Collins, Genesis, not so much Peter Gabriel, Genesis. Yeah, I mean, he's a good contributor, like that Brian Eno album rules, but he just sucks at <laughs> being uh, the forefront. I mean, <laughs> I do not I, happen. I really like, I really like the Duke. I guess just called Duke, uh, but like I think that's my favorite Genesis album. A close second is Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, but I just I think. Genesis was always like really poppy anyway. So like yeah. anytime they're not that, it just feels self-indulgent. So like, like, 
Lamb has a tendency of getting kind of like a. Rob, is that the nerd alert? Uh, (laughs) I left that on because I'm expecting a call from the uh, mechanic. Auto mechanic. But. We'll we'll stop with the prog, I promise. Is your auto mechanic also a wrestler, Garrett? No. Is that the world we live in? I'm going to mute notifications for a while. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anytime Genesis is trying to be like Gentle Giant or something, I'm just like, style it back, guys. Style it <laughs> yeah. back. Don't get don't get so nuts. All right. Yeah, it's it's not you. You're one step up from theater. <laughs> one step above it. It's true. I mean, it's not it's not knocking. Theater's cool. Oh shit! The theater kids should not have bands. Thank God that my phone went off because I wouldn't have remembered. I actually had time at work to do something. Whoa, well, and by that like I mean I got segue. a sheet of paper in at work and I'm like, what are they going to do? Fire me? So I wrote up a... Uh, I thought you were going to be like, I was like... Oh. <laughs> the sheet was my pink slip. Uh, I was like... Oh. I wrote up a uh, tipsy tree feller tale. Like you, like your own? You wrote, no, no. You, wrote your own? I, you oh, know okay. how I do my fucking notes, bitch? Well, I mean like, yeah, Whoa. but I didn't know if you like created your own legend. No. I mean, but and, if you did create your own legend, what would it be called? I don't know. Oh, okay, oh, we actually kind of did in we middle did? school. Oh, okay, I was like, we, like us collectively. No, there's a um, the street I lived on mm-hmm. in Green Valley was Kaya Hermosa. Okay, and a bunch of us were seeing some weird shit. You lived on the beautiful street. We were seeing a bunch of like a weird animal that was like around our houses. Uh huh. And it was probably just a bear. Okay. Like realistically, it was probably just a bear. Uh, we called it the Hermosa Beast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Garrett and all of his friends ran to the nearest packet that was the phone booth and called the animal control. Nope. But that was not true because they only had two pages. And uh, how big was your phone book? The phone book was like only like maybe 80 pages. Oh, okay. And a lot of it was ads. Oh, okay. I thought it was a packet. <laughs> you described no, it, it's like... um. Like a math workbook you'd give to a third grader. <laughs> Makes oh, okay, sense. Yeah. It's Not really next time I go to my grandma's house, I'll take a picture. So it's all, all, the, the, all good the pages bits you are need. perforated, so you can tear them out. No, it's not like that. I see. It's just about the same size. Huh. So today's tipsy tree feller tale is my favorite that I really wanted to do for a while: the Pacific Northwest tree octopus. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And unlike all the other ones, this is still under fearsome critters for some reason, huh. even though it's not made by drunk lumberjacks. All right. It's a uh, Latin name is Octopus Pax Arbolus. OK, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Also known as the whip tailed tree octopus. Whip tailed tree octopus. So one of those is not a leg. It's a tail. It's not to be confused with the tailless whip octopus. Exactly. OK. <laughs> All right. So its habitat is the Olympic National Forest in Washington, specifically on the east side of the Olympic mountain range. So it looks like your standard octopus. It's about 30 to 35 centimeters. It is amphibious. It uh, spends its early life in its, the water and it returns to the water to mate like salmon swimming upstream too. Okay, so it like it just leaves the water for a while and it's like i'm living in a tree now yep their skin is adapted to absorb moisture from the air interesting yeah and washington's kind of a rainforest legally anyway yeah it, so it, it is a rainforest it just absorbs all that 
It's a temperate rainforest. Deciduous. Yeah. This is a tempestuous octopi. The Pacific Northwest tree octopus has the largest brain-to-body ratio for any mollusk. Good. So we, so you're saying, I just want to make sure I understand this, we have specimens of these bad boys. <laughs> like, from which to examine the brain. Mm. They use their many arms to navigate the treetops, and uh, they navigate by sight and touch, because okay. they have eyesight comparable to humans. That's a powerful octopus. Their food sources are frogs, rodents, and eggs from bird nests. That also makes sense. Let's see. Their skin changes colors based on, like, feeling or emotion. Uh-huh. Red for aggression. Mm-hmm. White for fear. Mm-hmm. And they are normally a mottled brown color. What color do they turn when they get turned on? Green. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. She's blended with the trees. Nah, man. Just like the green M&Ms that make you all horny. Okay. That, uh... Is that what these are made of? Green M&Ms are made of Pacific Northwest tree octopus secretions. Uh, so I feel bad eating all of them, but I need to eat all of them. But <laughs> How um, else will you feel horny? Yeah, I mean, this is just the game. You know, you want to feel good, you got to kill a majestic animal and powderize it. So, <laughs> good God. They're, they're, <laughs> they're natural predators. Man, obviously. Their natural predators are the bald eagle and sasquatch. <laughs> nice. Oh. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's really up there. How do you top... Like, because those are some upper mid card, you know, natural predators. I mean, that is the national bird and basically the national cryptid. So you throw that's you top th- tier. You throw in, you know, a uh, 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 male lion and a great white shark. Those are the greatest predators ever. You know, <laughs> and then they have one unnatural predator, and really? by that I mean an invasive species that hunts them. Really, domesticated house cats. Oh, this is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. So they're just powderizing these guys, too? So here's the theory on them. It is a straight-up 100% hoax. Well, yeah. Like, um, but the website for it is super, de- super detailed. Like, I-, I didn't even scratch the surface. It's like the best Because I didn't want to spend an entire episode on just it. I mean, we could have. We, I'd rather have people go to the website. Um, but the, the hoax was started on, uh, in 1998 by Lyle Zapato. Okay. Uh, and now it is used as a learning tool for uh, internet literacy classes. Interesting. Huh. To so kids can learn what yeah. is a lie online or not. Makes and sense. And they can get the biggest brain to body mass possible. And this motherfucking thing, uh, the last study from 2017, a Dutch study showed that only seven percent of students uh, thought the website website was a hoax. Interesting. Earlier, like the first few classes they did it with, like 100% thought it was real. I mean, it's almost like if you present information like well and, and in like a professional manner, like people will believe it. One Just of the like my Wikipedia page. One, <laughs> yes. One of the reasons that people thought uh, one of the reasons they think people think it's real is because it's talking. Uh, there's a whole section on how it's endangered mm-hmm. because roadways and houses block its yeah. way to the waterway <laughs> so they can't breed anymore and yeah it's just tugs at heartstrings so it's like it's a convincing lie it's super good wow yeah it's like who would have thought <laughs> yeah i don't know why this is like really unsurprising to me that it like i don't know what you could hope to learn from like it's like see i fooled you i, <laughs> I went to all these lengths and i well, no, did this a, thing really now well. it's just used to teach kids how to like I it mean, may I be guess. convincing but it's still like I guess. You can still use context clues to figure out it's not real. 
You know what this means? We got to clone a tree octopus. We got to make it real. We have the Appalachian mud squid. <laughs> uh, see, that, that was going to be, I was going to go that route, but now I'm just, I don't know, I'm more, I'm more mad. So to I also remember how to build lines. a catapult from Boy Scouts. We just launched some of these octopi in into there. trees. Yeah. These trebuchets. There's so many pictures of people that put octopus in trees. Wow. wow. Um, the website is <laughs> zapatopi.net. Uh, Z-A-P-A-T-O-P-I dot net slash tree octopus. It's super convincing and it's really good. Interesting. I think they also talk about the wild haggis. Nice. <laughs> Check out those. And all these evolve from the spaghetti that grows on trees. That's fucking real, man. Maybe I stepped too far. Next subject. <laughs> it's just like an exploded spaghetti squash. That's the new thing. Kids are throwing spaghetti squash at trees and taking photos. They're just it. squashing, man. That's it for the tipsy tree feller tale. Okay, so what's next? We get to feature in some creatures. All right, so who's who's featuring the creature in? I mean, me, like always. What, but I mean, like, which creature is it? <laughs> Today, we go to Scotland for... I am fear Liamore. Okay, so Lamia didn't win. All right. No, that's vote still happening. That okay. vote should have ended. Right, I thought. I thought. I thought you know that, that was vote should have ended an hour ago. That's why I brought up all that Genesis stuff earlier. It was a great segue. Let me <laughs> uh, bring it up later. Let me check what won that current vote. Oh, okay. So Lamia, Striga, and Maneating Lotus of Nubia are tied. So yeah, we get to won. pick. Okay. You set it up for us. I guess you got it. You want us to do Lamia? I mean, we can. That's fine. My vote was for Striga. It's a cool name. What's What about you, Alan? Indifferent. So, Lamia. Okay, Lamia it is. I'll get Striga eventually. Okay. I, I'm not really indifferent. I just can't decide. It's going for the... Pass. <laughs> Pass. Okay. You will come back to me. So, <laughs> Amphir Leomore. Mm-hmm. Uh, also known as the Big Gray Man of uh, the Big Gray Man of Ben MacDool. That's or quite Dewey. I don't know. D H U I. I don't know. I don't actually speak Gaelic. Yeah. Uh, it's all, Scotch or you can Gaelic. just call it the Gray Man. We'll go with that. A Y E Y. Wait, the Gray Man isn't that Liam Neeson? No, that's he's he's the man in the gray. I okay, I see. Uh, Amphir Liamore is Scottish Gaelic for Big Grey Man. Okay. <laughs> Habitat. Ben MacDuy. <laughs> the highest peak of the corn or the Carn Gang. I need to learn Scotch Gaelic. The highest peak of the Cairn Gorms. It's a mountain range. It's also the second highest peak in Scotland. Wow. It's a humanoid, at least eight feet tall, covered in short gray hair. It's got long arms and broad shoulders. Like like down to its knees long arms? Probably. Whoa. Like fucking Devimon long arms? Yeah, basically. Well, he's got long fingers. Like, he has long arms too, but he's got long fingers. He's got them yaoi hands. He's like, <laughs> like hands go for too long and then fingers go for way too long. <laughs> Many times, witnesses don't even see it. Oh, that's why he's great because he's boring. So uh, can you even call them witnesses? Not their fault. He's boring. No one likes him. But they do hear its loud footsteps. More frequently, the gray man is encountered in physical physical sensation. It, okay. Not in physical form. Uh, so people just like sense it. 
He just pretty feels much awkward. like Empire just Strikes great. Back style. It just like yeah, pretty much middle weird. of the road. So, for example, they'll see vast dark blurs when they observe the sky. Observe the sky. Uh, so he's just like friggin' teleporting, just <laughs> like bamf, around. Bamf, bamf. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Coming around at the Except sky, more maybe, like like a, like, like a Masatsu, like Akuma, you know, kind of like. Yeah. They also they also just hear odd crunching noises. Okay. Footsteps echoing behind them, like starting at equal pace with theirs and then getting faster. So like an echo. Yeah, except for when they get faster, it's out of t- timing. All right. Uh, and uh, just to chill up the spine. As well as a cold grip on their body. So, like, they're describing fear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's its uh, first name, man. I guess that. Uh, <laughs> fear. That makes sense. There is also a high-pitched humming that they hear. And Fear Leomore also has impressive psychic powers. People kind of like a jack-of-all-trades monster. <laughs> Just doing a lot. I know. He's like invisible, teleports around, you know, emotional manipulation powers. But like he's not real, so he's just in your mind and everyone just has to get over their fears. The bun is in your mind. You see, what I'm thinking is, it's just like a weird, like more evolved atmospheric beast. (laughs) Nah, this guy just sounds like my anxiety going in that library. He's within the mind. We're hearing some crunching noises. Always, I can't stand it. Some loud humming. Someone's always eating a bag of lettuce behind me. Someone's walking faster and slower. They're all doing it just to mess with me. It's all a conspiracy against me. So people visiting Ben McDoy <laughs> report an overwhelming negative energy commonly described as acute fear, apprehension, and overwhelming panic. It's just positively like Seattle-esque. Leading to suicidal thoughts. Yeah, there we go. Positively <laughs> Seattle-esque. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, or fleeing the area while being followed by footsteps. How big is this area? Uh, it's a big mountain range. Uh, they also hear incomprehensible voices, which is probably just it speaking Gaelic. It makes sense, actually. Yeah. Oh, come! Uh, He's saying suicide is not the answer. Don't do it. Don't do it. And they're like, "I'm gonna jump off this cliff." So help me. Its less common effects are extreme lethargy and despondence. Which is a <laughs> this freaking monster is an like an average fucking Wednesday afternoon for me. Yeah, I was gonna no, say. See, I think I'm, everyone I just can... needs to get over the fact that they're very depressed. This doesn't sound real. This sounds pretty normal. Uh, next time I'm having a depressive episode, I'm just going to say I'm you got a just... case of the Ben McDoys. No, I just got a fucking uh, Amphir Leamore following me around. You know, it's interesting. I've heard of monsters. You know. Uh, uh, cooked up to explain volcanoes and storms and but not you know, to explain ocean. depression but not but not not depression not extreme depressive symptoms uh do 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 uh, so, uh it normally stalks its victims until they notice it and then it get it chases them there are some like physical sightings but most of it is emotional sightings interesting and here speaking of sightings References of this creature date back to the 13th century. Wow. But none of the uh, like written reports on it are from before the 1900s. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to go with the first one right first. I'm going to go with the most well-known one. A climber, J. Norman Colley, who is a composer, I think, 
I had his Wikipedia mm. page up. He's got his own Wikipedia page. Wow. Okay. This is a big deal. He was a, I think, I can't remember what he did. He was either a doctor or a composer, but he was also a mountaineer. So he knows his shit when he's around a mountain. Yeah. He reported hearing one loud crunch for each two or three steps he took. The crunches, the crunching footsteps kept getting closer. When the fear took him, he just sprinted away. Here's a quote from Collie. Oh, shit. Almost knocked my phone off the couch. That's the quote from Collie. No, here's the quote from Collie. Whoa, loud crunch. As the eerie crunch, crunch sounded behind me, I was... Oh, God damn it, my writing. I was seized with terror and took to my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles. That's it. Four or five miles. You just fucking... You just took off. Bolted for four or five miles. It's quite a ways to run. I'm wondering why you put it in miles. Yeah, that's what I was... Uh, Okay, so 1904... Hugh D. Welsh <laughs> uh, heard unexplained footsteps and had a feeling of apprehension. 1945. Mountaineer and rescue workers heard a crunching noise and was overcome by apprehension. Heard a crunching noise, got scared. 1948. Style. Richard Ferrer, F R E R E. Uh, wrote about his experience, quote, a presence utterly abstract, but immensely real. He was so startled. Uh, and then 1958, an encounter was published in the Scots magazine by naturalist Alexander Tunion. And I have that on my phone for Shefton to read. Okay. That means it's a long one. No. <laughs> okay. I can't remember if it's long or not. It was too long for me to decide to write down, so... Uh, not that big, but okay. too big to fit on this. I was running out of room. I see. Oh, yeah. It's always the phone handoff. You ready? Should I just read it now? Yep. Whenever you're ready. Okay. In October 1943, I spent a 10-day leave climbing alone in the Cairngorms. One afternoon, just as I reached the summit of Cairn Ben Macdui, uh, mist swirled across the Lyrig Guru and enveloped the mountain. The atmosphere became dark and oppressive. A fierce, bitter wind whisked among the boulders, and an odd sound echoed through the mist. A loud footstep, it seemed. Then another, and another. A strange shape loomed up, receded, came charging at me. Without hesitation, I whipped out the revolver and fired three times at the figure. When it still came on, I turned and haired <laughs> down the path, reaching Glendiri in a time that I never that I've never bettered. You may ask, was it really the fear Leith? Leah. Fear Leith Moore? Frankly, I think it was. Wow. Cool. You can set it on the couch. Quite a thing. So this guy's to blame for all that depressing Scottish music? (laughs) No, only if the music comes from Mountaineers. Scotland's to blame for all the depressing Scottish music. Oh, okay. I was like, I do enjoy cocktail twins. Maybe I, maybe, maybe he's a national hero. So there are some theories. Okay. Shut your fucking faces, both of you. Uh, I heard it in your minds. So uh, the first theory is. <laughs> no, you didn't. I just realized what that was. <laughs> Same, honestly. The I, first... I'm, I'm just. 
enthralled. Honestly, by how I wouldn't. This I wouldn't have thought is. anything unless you just said something. I guess you guys have broken me. No, this thing has broken me. So it's uh, too real. I agree. First theory is it may be a relative to Sasquatch. Sas. Uh, hold on, hold on. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. There we go. I was gonna say Scotch Squatch. Oh. Scott Squat. Yeah, that's good. I like that. But I like, I like scat, Sasquatch better. Um, or illusions or hallucinations. Uh-huh. Doo-doo. Just mountain mountain life. Okay. Uh, or my favorite one, and I think Alan will like this one too, infrasound. Oh. Uh, infrasound can be generated by wind, and it causes a feeling of unease and anxiety. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fear noise. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just all those weird different sounds racketing through the mountain rocks. And I could not find shit for pop culture. Interesting. So but I just, really never... like that infrasound, which I think we're going to be getting that a lot more. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. It would, So really, it was just the wind. <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm surprised there's no, like, it was aliens. It's a visitor from another dimension sent to warn us. Maybe if it was in another part of the UK. Maybe, I guess. Or the Scots are just like, eh. But that... We don't have aliens so here. So can Amphirlia more kill a hippo? Yes. Well, I mean, unfortunately, anything. Can it kill anything? Is my question. Yes, it I makes mean, people. Okay, it makes say, people suicidal. So, but I how mean, would a hippo commit suicide? Just well, it just challenge so another hippo like so. and me. It, it yeah. knows when it's gonna. Lose. But it's a one-on-one, so it can't. There's no other hippo for it to fight. Well, I mean, it, I mean, we assume it exists. He's just you know, not plugging his ears and nose and mouth. He just he eventually just stopped thinking, a car style. <laughs> so yes, but because the hippo stops being uh, sentient or conscious, that's how it beats. That is that is some JoJo shenanigans right there. Right. <laughs> oh, like I stopped thinking, so it's just like stalemate. Because like the hippo can't kill the the the, the, the thing because it's like in it's in it's intangible. Nothing know? said it's intangible. No, he's just. I mean, it's just always just out of sight in the well, fog. Well, see, but that that's what I mean. Like it can it can never get to it. So I'm it's sure just, it could. Oh, it could. I mean, mm. see, they'll see the blur and they'll know. Oh, it's too late. The this is definitely of, one where they neither even if, no matter what situation neither one would f- show interest in the other. Yeah, like I said, draw. Yeah, it's just like draw. Because so. even no matter how much. Uh, fucking pcp or speed we gave them <laughs> they would fight well it seems like just this guy being around you just makes you want to die yeah but can that get even through a hippo's thick skin thick skin <laughs> like but they're thick wh- emotional they're so quick to be angered i've seen hippos just destroy swaths of hippo babies but that's out of pure emotional rage that's out of pure they're in my way hippos are all pathos they just get angry about everything <laughs> okay so let's go it'll win the emotional victory yeah. It'll just drive the hippo to just start breathing underwater and then <laughs> it just goes under. It's like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. And it just so, does the gray man have any hobbies or positive attributes? Just bumming people out. Take cool, a knitting or something. Gray man. Come on. Well, I like his style. Yeah, I really like this thing. There's a bunch of other monsters called gray men from other Parts of the world. It's like a council, of, like a gray man. No, core. they're different kinds of things. They're not a depression or a monster. I see. Well, but they're all united in how gray they are. So, it, you know. But his name suits him because you, you don't know. It's not just the easy black or white. It's, oh, it's gray. And that's maybe the scariest of all. Right. I mean, when you need a hero who's neither black nor white. 
you get the gray man. When you summon the gray man, exactly. You shine the uh, gray symbol in the sky. <laughs> and if there's you know a big enough threat, you need the the, the gray core. They just they all the gray man. Uh, I wish I remember the or the gray lantern core. I feel like it ends with you know whatever. No, it ends with um, uh, yeah, but I uh, sure I might or something. <laughs> I mean, uh, my phone's over there. Whatever. <laughs> you want this? You want this? Don't you? So that's that is Amphirliamore. Interesting guy. You know, I'm not that big a fan. You guys seem to really be on this one. I'm not just, on him. I just this is the first thing I've heard of an effective killing machine. It's the first hot, hot take. I like Atmosphere Beast better than I like this thing. Wow. I, just, I don't. I like uh, it's it's a rare hairy hominid that I like. I'm just yeah. I didn't expect this. Yeah, That's is that it what is. it is? It's like bad Wendigo. It's like it is like bad Wendigo because it's it, like Wendigo bad, is just, just like depressing. Well, I don't mean in that. I don't mean like morally. I mean like just ineffective. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, like an yeah, but at least Wendigo movie. has an origin story. I guess that's true. Well, because like, you know, I, I always, when I think Wendigo, I do think Harry Hominid. You know, I think I, like a hairy man wearing like a really big bird skull for some reason. Oh, that's pretty good. Just like in place of its head. That's, that is weird. <laughs> that's like, that's what I think when I think Wendigo. Huh. Not the giant white uh, black heart ripoff from X-Men. Not Wendigo. <laughs> not Wendigo. Wendigo! Yeah, no, I just, I, like, blue, definitely. So, like, Beast from the X-Men, but, like, with a bird skull for a head. <laughs> like, long black hair flowing in the wind for some reason. There's no wind. Huh. Really big hands. Oh. Yowie hands. Well, I mean, no, because, but, I mean, you're that size. Yeah. All right. plug uh, do me last. Do me last, because I don't remember. I was I had something that I forgot. Right, you were looking up something before we started, Alan. I forgot already, but uh, <laughs> yeah, what I got the latest thing I'm ripping off is the, um, the parallel universe where the Beatles never broke up and they had seven albums, and one of them is called Everyday Chemistry. It's just all there. Yeah, I, I won't spoil it. It's, it's a fun, it's a fun trip. I watched a documentary earlier today. That I forgot the name of, so I'm going on to my Amazon Prime right now. A documentary. Uh, a mockumentary. A fake documentary. Interesting. That's the best kind. They're my favorites. I love regular documentaries. I'll watch pretty much anything. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to Okay. The History of Time Travel. Oh, wow. Mm. Fictional documentary about the creation of the world's first time machine, those who created, and the unintended ramification it had on world events. <laughs> interesting and then directly next to it in my watch list is the toxic adventure and then all those 60s sex comedies yep. which, uh most I of mean, them are from the 70s i i'm coming up with a theory that anything made after the 80s is straight up garbage interesting the 90s one i watched bikini academy was just trash oh okay like those same those same kinds like that same genre yeah yeah no it's yeah. a specific time so like even the ones in the 80s are really hit and miss but six or yeah. 60s and 70s ones are solid gold well is is summer school a sex comedy no 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 never mind that's like that's like a school comedy although well i mean it has it has those elements yeah this one was really trash i wouldn't have thought uh okay so what i what i actually want to plug is a uh a very short documentary and by short I'm, it's like 28 minutes on wwe network 
about a lost match between a wrestler named uh, <laughs> uh, Tommy Mega Man McGee mm-hmm. and Bret Hart. The Hitman Hart. Yes. Yep. Um, who I guess like they thought was going to be the next Hulk Hogan. And he he looks like Kenny Omega. People oh. people have been saying that it's like he looks like the one winged angel. It's it's like if Kenny Omega traded his wrestling ability to Kushida for his DeLorean to travel back in time and wrestle <laughs> Bret Hart. And like they're both they're both Canadian. Like they're, I like they're both the from idea the same, of the same place. Johnny Omega, er, <laughs> Kenny, Omega. Kenny Omega that can't wrestle. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like it, Omega's good, but I, I think. I think he works better in Japan than he will anywhere else. But anyway, anyway, it's worth checking out uh, just kind of because of how interesting the idea is. Um, And it's, I guess, was like a thought to be lost forever. But Bret Hart had a tape of it. Oh, cool. uh, That somebody found finally. I thought you silenced. I silenced three different chats. That means that's from an individual person. Wow. Uh, But anyway, yeah, that's my plug. So what do you uh, what do you got? I did mine. Did you? Did Alan do this? We already time traveled. And yeah. Did his Alan was his, Whoa, his was alternate right. universe. I was Mine just, was the right. time travel documentary. Yeah. Okay. And yours was that. Are you yeah. okay? No, I'm not okay. Okay, cool. I'm telling you, it's I not spit. that we like this creature. It's just that he ruins your life. Yeah. You're affected too. You just don't know it. Well, I mean, it's uh, trust me. I've definitely felt the effects. Oh, the, they say, uh, you know. It's, it's like a nude Dementor. Yeah, okay. But see, also, like, weird, like, English Wendigo. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, okay. Whoa, yeah, you no. can't say English. People get mad. Scottish Wendigo. No, no, no. no. In the, in the oh, case yeah, of the, the Dementors. Dementors are English. Oh, okay, okay. In the case nope. of the Dementors. Literally English. I, my brain's stuck on this guy. Don't I don't like him. He's just, no, it's okay. He's just I always mean, been there. Making me feel weird. Hey. Hey, hey you. <laughs> Why don't you go to our Twitter? At Fecree, F-E-A-C-R-E. And uh, same with our Instagram. We post some new stuff. I posted some word art because what are they going to do? Fire me? Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, it's not good. Like the other, the older ones were better because I had more time. These ones are just quick scribbles. Um, yeah, our, fe- our it's Instagram is featured underscore creatures. And if you have a questions comments i like idea monsters you want us to do complaints about our mistreatment of your culture corrections on our uses of of language because i have not heard any of these words said out loud before on twitter or you can send us an email featured creature pod at gmail.com and we got a new five-star review really yep wow thank you it, from a stranger or from someone we know my <laughs> god put me on the spot from a friend okay you know what? but it's a friend of the show all, everyone who listens to the show is my friend that's a good point that's the way to think about it it's from a of a friend of the show richard oh nice nice what did he re- which one did you review uh just the whole show okay on itunes oh cool which is super helpful you know good for him for we now have two like one star reviews that don't have text. They're just one star. Yeah. Wow. That's and super we have helpful. Thanks. One the stars. only other ones are all five star. Wow. I challenge you. Don't, say who you are. We need them. We need five stars so they see us, Alan. I know. No, I, I don't care if you give one stars. I just want to know why. I do. I think I want to know I why. I care. 
Well, I mean, I would. I exactly, also want to know why. I would want it to be I constructive. Got to be Jesse Ventura all the time or not at all? Tell me. Don't oh tell man, me. that's the new, that's the new podcast. We like we we start a beef with Jesse Ventura, and he's like, "Put me on your show. Put me on your show, so I can debate this Jesse Ventura imposter." Yes. And then we just do it. Uh huh. <laughs> like, yes. 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 So yes. Good. Yes. 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 That would be so great. So you're telling me <laughs> there's a guy pretending to be me? There sure is, buddy. Well, he's got a whole lot of trouble coming his way. I really wish I could do any wrestler impression. I mean, just don't don't do a wrestler impression. Just be your own wrestler. Just get yourself out of breath. But my, you know, my own wrestler is a genetic clone of Paul Bearer. <laughs> Who's not even a wrestler. I would this be, one though. is a wrestler. My oh, persona man. would be. Because uh, they would have added right, the, Undertaker they, they DNA, which him. is already my DNA because he's my illegitimate son. Okay, you there know was what? a mistake in the cloning process, and some of Undertaker's DNA got in there by mistake. But Every, so did some of Kane's. Insanity. Mankind pissed in the formula. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Not content to let their rivalry die, he decided he would let it live on within this unholy abomination. Yep. Yep. That's Take back be. everything I've said about Generation CRISPR. I want this to happen. <laughs> your name's got to be like dude bearer or something no like that. it has That's to be another your... thing another like funeral related thing oh man okay what do we i mean because you can't be the undertaker you can't be you can't be a pallbearer i can't who's the, the guy that arranges the flowers when you die i mean i was thinking you'd be like mortician i was thinking like that, that was my first one too like mortician but it uh, like titian's your middle name yeah. your last name is still bearer so you're like Mort bearer. <laughs> sounds stupid. I mean, that's also could just be death bearer. It's, I mean, no, but that sounds too cool. I mean, that yeah. sounds too metal. <laughs> the name is Hello Cleveland, we are Death Bearer. If I was shorter, the name would just be La Petite Mort. <laughs> See, but then that sounds more like you're the illegitimate son of Alvinus. <laughs> like half French. So um Lebowski style porn star. Uh, we also have a Patreon. <laughs> That's your gimmick? You're a podcaster who wrestles? No, because I would just be fucking Elias, except for with podcasts instead of music. Oof. Yeah, the whole, like, setup in the ring every time. Mics everywhere and computers. I get strangled with mic cords by fucking angry rapping John Cena. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Our uh, our Patreon, we have some bonus episodes. We're about to record a new one right after this. Oh, that's right. A new Lost Tapes. Uh, A a what? Lost Tapes. A what? Lost tapes. Sounds Can we get a like preview? What's the who, who's the do we do you know off the top of The head? episode is titled Death Raptor. And it's about the mo- uh, the owl man. Ooh, wow. Okay. All and right. it's you following know what that some means? it's following like a British couple that moved to like Southern California. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh I hope they talk about Tony Doc Shields, the greatest human being to ever have lived. I don't know about the greatest, but he's definitely who's better. Top, he's top ten. Who's better? Jeffrey I don't. Bounds. I don't know. But see, here's the thing: is he a master of surreal alchemy? Yes. Surreal alchemy? Yes. Okay then. <laughs> Maybe uh, our one dollar tier on Patreon is you get our bonus episodes, and you'll get X. Uh, you get a vote on new episodes. Did I read uh, the phones over there? We have a new vote out every Tuesday, around one. The new to- uh, the new four will be up. And it lasts for a week. And then 
our $5 tier, which we just sent out our diplomas. Uh, you get a diploma. When you join, you get a sticker of our logo. And then every time we get new stickers, you get those new stickers sent to you for free or for your $5 a month. But And we recently, oh, you get access to our Discord server. And we recently got a new patron. Really? So going to thank Aniel Abraham. Nice. Thank you. And we have plans for the future. Big plans. Large plans, you might say. If we reach our new new goal, I think of $40 a month, we're going to start a website, an actual one with a store, so we can sell stuff. So we can sell merch. And uh, that'll also get us started with a thing we have planned for Maha that we talked about in the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yep. Merchandising. Of custom-made figures. Merchandising. Of our monsters. Yeah, so, you're not going to want to miss this. I'm actually excited to pour all my money into this. <laughs> I want them all. They're going to supplant Hummels, is what I think they're going to be the new thing. Oh, God. <laughs> I want my my gill man and my wolf man to have some friends. Too bad we can't make the, those ones. The universal movie yeah. monsters. What if we make them like troll dolls so they're kind of just double infringing and not really infringing? I loved that line of troll dolls, by the way. <laughs> where they were like the... Well, okay. Because there was... There's like regular troll dolls and then yeah. like in the, in the mid-90s they were like, let's make like extreme troll dolls. You know? Because like everything I had... Yeah, it, yeah. I'm it was like, remembering this. what if we made troll dolls? But we designed them to appeal to boys. And you can't lost tapes this. Boy, did it work. So because uh, this this is real. It well, I mean, remember, I barely remember it. Remember, all you need to do to be a cryptozoologist is to say you're a cryptozoologist. It's the gray sound of life destroying nothingness. So you want me to just leave like a, it's like a low home 20 second patch of silence? Yeah. <laughs> just crank the gain way I up. guess. 